0: hello talking fight fans around the world thanks for joining us for yet another episode featuring christian from the friday night panel where he and i both discuss the olympics and what's happening with respect to boxing right now i don't know you're gonna fill me in christian what's going on
1: as always as always grandma well, as we know we're going to waiting right now on the new playbooks for the uh, for the Tokyo 2020 Olympics so japan's kyodo news agency citing unnamed sources said that now athletes and staff are going to have to be tested twice within 96 hours before leaving home. And they're also going to be tested once they arrive in Japan. Now, we know that this is an update from the last uh, playbook that said athletes and people headed to Japan for the games. We're going to have to provide a single test 72 hours prior to leaving uh, for Japan for Tokyo. So this is the first first of the upgrades that we're seeing. The first thing that we're seeing that they're stepping up. Uh, However, the playbook for athletes is due to be updated tomorrow with playbooks for media and others to be unveiled on Friday. A final edition of the playbook is going to be published in June. So either tomorrow or possibly Thursday, depending on what time tomorrow they actually release that, I will definitely have a look through and I'll let you guys know what updates we can expect from the athletes. perspective from the last playbook. I'll keep you guys posted on that one. Uh, now, in a bit of an update, though, uh, on a local story here, Mandy Bujold and uh, her uh, Olympic prospects at this point in time, with the clock now ticking down, Mandy, Mandy Bujold's Tokyo Olympic dream. It is now coming down to a pending decision by the International Olympic Committee this week that could determine her fate. Now, we covered some of this last week, so a lot of you guys will be uh, remember, will remember this. Bujold, who is one of Canada's most successful boxers with two Pan-American titles, as well as 11 national championships, has now secured legal representation in the fight to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics. So Bujold said, this is the final round for me. I've got to go all in. This is how I want to end my career. I'm on a high note with an Olympic medal on my neck. I have to do whatever I can to get there and to fulfill that dream and then retire. So right now, Bujold is not in line to compete in Tokyo. She was supposed to get the chance to qualify at the game to the, sorry for the games at the uh, Argentina qualifier next month. But due to the pandemic, it's forced the cancellation for the Americas qualifier for the second time and well, I guess second consecutive year and second time in a row. With no competitions now on the schedule, the IOC has to come up with a revised ranking system and are using just three events uh, from between 2018 and 2019 to determine the four available spots in Bujold's weight class. So during the 11 month time frame that the IOC used as its ranking system, Bujold gave birth to her daughter and was not competing. And we covered a bit more about that a little bit last week. Uh, and We did a full write up on that. So you can take a look at that if anyone is interested. Now, she was ranked second before her maternity leave. And now at this point, she could miss the Olympics completely because of her pregnancy and the pandemic, of course. Bujold stated plainly, for us, this is about gender equality based on the Olympic charter. The IOC are the ones overseeing this qualification process, and this is an opportunity for the IOC to step up. Now, Bujold has hired Sylvie Rodrigue, uh, a friend and 28-year-old uh, corporate litigator at Tories LLP in Toronto, to help in fight. Now, Rodrigue said, we are asking for a rule that takes into consideration women who may have been pregnant or postpartum during that time frame. From a legal standpoint, it goes to the fundamental principles of Olympism. The IOC in recent years has, has been promoting women in sports and in equity. Now, Rodrigo delivered their argument to the IOC last week and said that the timeline is tight and she expects the IOC to validate, as she expects the IOC to validate its qualification process rules by Friday. Rodrigo said that they are prepared to go to arbitration should the IOC not rule in their favor, but she said that they do remain optimistic at this point that the organization will make the right decision and give Bujold a spot at the Tokyo Olympics. Rodrigo said that should the IOC also rule against them, it uh, would send a very different message from the ideals of the IOC, stating it sends the wrong signal. It sends signal, signal to female athletes that pregnancy must have a negative effect on their performance, adding this is, even, this is to even the playing field for women who were or are pregnant, that they shouldn't have to decide between having a baby or staying in the game. Bujal turns 34 just two days after the opening ceremonies and was in peak condition, uh, preparing to enter uh, to earn her spot at the Tokyo Games, and she is planning to retire after these Olympics, saying, I want to show my daughter to never give up and to keep pushing. I know the IOC is trying to find a way to qualify athletes, but it's hard when it's all being canceled. You, you need to have the best best athletes in order to keep the integrity of the games. So here we find ourselves, Graham, and you and I talked a little bit about this the other day, about uh, female boxers being sidelined uh, because of this. Because uh, unfortunately for a lot of female athletes, this is obviously not just uh, limited to boxing. You know, your, your best years uh, from an athletic standpoint, when you're in your peak physical prime, also happen to be, you know, when you're in your physical prime for uh, for childbearing, childbirth, and for the rigors that the body and stresses that the body goes through during both pregnancy and childbirth. So. It's it's sad that we're seeing boxers getting discounted because of this, especially seeing as she's obviously back in fighting shape now and to discount a boxer because they've gone through the, uh, you know, through childbirth, saying that they're not able to get back to that, you know, world class standing is just a silly is a silly thought. So I'm hoping that they're going to uh, we're going to see a ruling in her favor and not just in uh, Mandy Pujol's favor, but also just as a broad spectrum uh, reform for what we're seeing uh, for female athletes. As part of the uh, part of the qualification process, right across the board. Now we've had some people uh, chiming in here saying, you know, hey, don't get pregnant, you know, in an Olympic year or coming up to an Olympics. But the simple fact is, you shouldn't have to make that decision, and they should make the road back after paternity or uh, maternity or postpartum a little bit easier for these athletes. A great example right here about a, a boxer who uh, has come back from eternity and is doing great things right now just to kind of you know put a fine point on this and we hope the best obviously for mandy but looking to our friends across the pond here british boxer charlie davidson has made a stunning return to uh competitive uh action after reaching the finals of the belgrade winter tournament Now, after last competing more than 14 months ago at the Boxing Road to Tokyo-London qualifier in March of last year, Charlie Davidson secured three unanimous wins in quick succession at the tournament in Serbia. So, the mother of three has uh, flown to Belgrade with the 13-strong Great Britain uh, boxing squad ahead of the rescheduled Tokyo 2020 Olympics and European uh, boxing qualifier, which is scheduled for Paris in June. Fingers crossed. Uh, now, after unanimous points wins over France's Gloria Demeldea, Belarus's Yulia Pensovich, and Russia's, Russia's Alexandra Kuleshova, the flyweight has guaranteed minimally a silver medal and a place in the 51-kilogram final. So Davidson uh, tweeted, three fights on the bounce, three unanimous wins. Good for her. So after sealing her place in the finals against Nina Radanovic of Serbia, a Team Great Britain spokesperson uh, hailed the victories for, quote, Mum" Charlie after she made three wins in as many days on her return to competitive action. The spokesman said, the mum of three who only returned to the sport after a seven-year hiatus in 2019, last boxed at the Boxing Road to Tokyo London Qualifier, where she won her opening bout, meaning that she's only one victory away from securing her place on the plane to Tokyo when that tournament resumes in June. Once again, fingers crossed for that one. Other than Dave, other than Supermum, our friends uh, across the pond had a bit of a mixed bag in, during semi final action at the uh, Belgrade Winners' Tournament. Carolyn Dubois unfortunately lost to Chile's Valentina Bustamante in the 60 kilogram category. Chavon Clark lost to Russia's Timur uh, Gamatsov in the 91 kilogram category. Uh, Fraser Clark is headed to the finals, though, with a win against Kazakhstan's Nurland Saparbe in the 91 plus category. Galal Yaffe uh, suffered loss to Kyrgyzstan's Azat Yusinilov in the 52 kilogram class. Peter McGrail lost to Kyrgyzstan's Alibek Essenbek in the 57 kilogram category. Not one, but both McCormick brothers unfortunately suffered losses to uh, Russia's Arthur Sulanikov, and uh, for for Luke, that is, and Serbia's Vahid Abasov for Pat, respectively. <laughs> and before I was able to get this out, Big T did chime in. Closing things out, Ben Whitaker, though, will be fighting for gold after his win against Montenegro's Peter Marchic. Yes, Big T, I was going to get to that. For those of you who don't know, friend of the show, Big T is uh, is Ben Whitaker's father. So we like to make sure we keep tabs on Ben whenever we can. So we'll be seeing uh we'll be seeing a bit more from him and we're looking forward to the gold to hopefully a gold medal for Ben. And then maybe we can get Big T to actually uh, pop onto the show and say a few words. We'll see what we can find. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on in Serbia right now. And that's what's going on around the rings uh, from an amateur standpoint the last few days. So hopefully, uh, again, we're going to see big things from from Ben Whitaker. And hopefully we're also going to get a chance to see big things coming up from Mandy Bujold come Tokyo in July. And like I said, I will keep you guys updated as the playbooks uh, do update later this week.
0: Yeah, I think Mandy's fighting for all women's rights in this respect. And it was interesting when we spoke to professional fighter on Friday, Miyamoto out of uh, New Zealand, she's a mother of five children and I believe she's undefeated right now. So, so, you know, if uh, Mia can do it on a professional level, I'm pretty sure Mandy can do it on an amateur level and win that gold if she's allowed to compete. And I think that's the decision that needs to be made, uh, I think by the Olympic Committee and not only on her behalf, but on all women's behalf. behalf Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Charlie Davidson, mother of three, headed to uh into gold medal action in Serbia right now too.
0: Yep, absolutely great example. And thanks very much for that update, Christian. I appreciate it. And uh, yes, I, I'm sure Ben will will win will win only gold, not silver. So that's good to know. Um, and I'm sure there's many other. Is there another tournament after this one? By the way, like um. For, for the uh, Olympic-
1: yeah, well, well here, here's, well, at this point, they're not Olympic qualifiers anymore, other than right. the actual Olympic qualifier coming up in June in Paris, theoretically. Uh, but there are other AIBA sponsor events, uh, theoretically, and I was going to touch on this tomorrow, because uh, I was hoping for uh, further updates. So we will touch on this tomorrow. They have the, uh, in May, there's the Asian championships are uh, are going on. So, but those are supposed to be held in New Delhi which if you think things are bad in Japan right now, things are off right. the charts in, in uh, New Delhi at the moment. So once again, that's that's kind of a bit tenuous right now, but that is another large tournament that was due to take place in May. There's another, I think, tournament taking place in Texas in May as well, uh, but uh, we'll have to see what, which ones go forward and which don't. But there are still, there's definitely still boxing happening. Because remember, not everybody qualifies for the Olympics, but there still is international competition happening. Correct. After the Olympics happen. Then, you know, we've got world uh quality we got world championship AIBA World Championships going on. Then after that we'll be sliding into uh about in a year's time from now, we'll be looking at uh Birmingham twenty twenty one, uh for well actually next year, Birmingham twenty twenty two for the Commonwealth Games. You know, we keep going. There's always there's always gonna be amateur boxing, there's gonna be big tournaments coming up. So once the Olympics are over, we're just gonna shift focus. You and I uh to AIBA World Championships, Commonwealth Games, Pan Am Games, all the big major uh, ones where we're going to see these up-and-comers before they turn pro.
0: Correct. Absolutely. (laughs) Thanks very much, Christian. Appreciate it. Thanks very much for all the viewers out there sending in their comments. Much appreciated. And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk then.